This copyrighted podcast is presented by the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council. The opinions and views shared by those of non-paid guests on the business of blueberries are those of our guests and do not represent the views, positions, or policies of the USHBC. The blueberry industry is like no other, passionate, resilient, and innovative. This podcast is your source for the latest information on the management, markets, research, and technology related to blueberry production. This is the business of blueberries. Here's your host, president of the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council, Casey Cronquist. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Business of Blueberries, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to the blueberry industry. Now that we've built a library of 100 episodes of this podcast, I thought it would be a good time to reflect back on some of the important moments we've experienced with our guests here on the show. Today's episode will include three clips from previous episodes that highlight the past, present, and future of the blueberry industry and the importance of uniting as a group to delight consumers each and every time they experience blueberries. Well, our podcast team is already hard at work on the new content, new guests, and is looking forward to delivering another hundred more episodes. I wanted to take this one episode to highlight and acknowledge how far we've come as an industry. And I couldn't be more excited about the future ahead. I think all three of these snippets from previous episodes will give you those same feelings. Starting with more of a historical perspective, in episode 16, Denny Doyle shared some of the history of why and how the blueberry industry came together to form the USHBC. Overall vision, and I think it still holds true to this day, was to bring awareness of our blueberries to the consumer. That is the primary foundation reason. You know, today we have all these different committees, and that's great, but the overall thought process was we need to sell more blueberries. All right, now how do you do that? And, you know, we were outreaching to some professional people. And they were telling us, well, you need to get into newspapers, you need to get into radio, you need to get into TV, you need to do these type of things in order for our consumer to, one, buy more, and two, to bring in new consumers. So that was the foundation reason. We got to the table where we knew we needed more money. Remember, NABC is voluntary. So... Growers did not have to put anything in. And that was our first tackle. We knew we could go forward, but we needed money to do this. And that was the foundation of the USHBC. We reached out to the government. The government actually came back and said, you can have a promotion of research committee. And these are the positive sides of it. And here are some of the negative sides. And we discussed those pros and cons, and overwhelmingly, eventually, they came to the point where, yes, we need to develop the USHBC. And that's how that got started. You know, I don't know that we had that research vision. We had the promotion vision case. And again, it's what's so great about our industry, because I've always said, if you do nothing at all, that's worse than doing something wrong. So it really started, okay, we got to promote kind of in traditional ways. And then bang, the health research started to hover and we embraced that. You know, we're so fortunate in this business that we are actually the leaders in a health product 
there are blueberries on boxes that don't even have blueberries in it. It's that symbol in our consumer, trust us. That came through a lot of, no, we're not talking about this until the absolute positive research comes. And if that research takes two or three years, so be it. That's the way it's going to be. I'm glad we handled it that way. I think our vision now has to really target towards our overseas consumers, you know, in whatever areas we can get. You know, I'm excited about the Asian theater. I think there's a lot of potential there. I enjoyed our conversation just the other day because I asked you the question, you know, the United States consumption rate, and it was really, really enlightening how you positioned that in that our consumption rate right here in the United States certainly can increase. And we do have a history on consumption rate. We grew this business to the largest consumption rate in a period of five years than any other commodity ever grown. Okay, so that's pretty exciting, right? I mean, you're up against the lettuce, you're up against the bananas, you're up against the strawberries, you know, raspberries and all that. And we really focused down on that. And uh, I'm kind of proud of that. That's, that's pretty neat. Now, I always enjoy talking to Denny. His commitment, positivity, and his enthusiasm for the industry is truly infectious. Now, let's take a quick break here for our crop report. We're getting awfully close to the peak of the summer period, welcoming more and more regions onto this report. So here, once again, is your Blueberry Crop Report. It's time for your Blueberry Crop Report, an update on crop conditions and markets from important blueberry growing areas. Today, you'll hear from Mario Ramirez in Mexico, Brandon Wade in Georgia, Neil Moore in North Carolina, and Elizabeth Carranza in California. This was recorded on June 1st, 2022. Hi everyone, here Mario with the Mexican Blueberries Report for the 21 week. It is between 23 May and May 30. This week we decreased at 34% respect to last week. Our world exportation was 3 million and 448,000 pounds of fresh blueberries. Uh, this was world exportation and 90% of the total volume goes to North America. We also exported 27,000 pounds of frozen blueberries to the USA market. For this season, the northern region has finished its exportations and central Mexico is finishing by the next two or three weeks. For the full season, we have exported 166 million pounds to all the world. The rainy season is about to beginning. We estimate by the end of the month, but it wasn't affect our, our plantations because we're we're already finished for that that week. That's all in my report. See you next week. This is Brandon Wade from Alma, Georgia. This week's crop update looks quite good. We are progressing quite quickly into our rabbit eye harvest moving into Brightwell this week or the tail end of this week, which represents a significant portion of our crop uh, quality indicators so far look pretty good. Uh, but all of that's coming off of a rough week last week with many, many afternoon rain events and even some hail during a storm a couple of days ago. And so there are some issues still to be worked out, but the weather 
window is starting to open up to good weather. And so we hope to move on into uh, some more aggressive picking as the volume, as the weather opens up and gets more volumes out into the market. Softs have been concerned in some varieties, but that's not anything new coming out of Georgia in this late season as the temperatures rise. But I think that it's being managed fairly well, and we should be able to, to continue to keep the volume up as we finish out. We probably have another three weeks, mostly, in the fresh market, and then our volumes will begin to drop rather quickly. Good morning, everyone. This is Neil Moore reporting from North Carolina with the Crop Report. North Carolina is in our peak weeks of harvest. Typically, the last week of May and the first two weeks of June are our peak weeks. Our peak will be shorter than normal this year due to a reduced crop this year. Early varieties are almost finished, and Legacy is the predominant variety harvesting this week. Rabbit eye varieties are still two to three weeks away from harvest. Dry weather has been a great help this season, keeping most fruit in the fresh market. Quality has been very good. Fruit is going to process has been very limited. Blueberry fields continue to be irrigated to supplement moisture. Rain chances are spotty and we're in a hot pattern with the upper 90s for the next few days. Our crop estimate remains at 22 million fresh and 5 million processed, 27 million total pounds. Our process numbers may need to be adjusted as our season continues. Hi, good morning. This is Elizabeth Carranza reporting from California. So far, we remained within our peak last week. Um, we did see a slight decrease in our organic fresh volume, so we expect that to possibly continue through this week as well. We do expect this week to be still part of that kind of plateaued peak that we typically see here in California. It's not typically a sharp increase and decrease. Rather, it increases, remains at that level for a couple of weeks, and then starts to drop off. So we expect to see that drop off probably within the next couple of weeks or so. At this point, we've been having some very warm weather during the day um, and cooler nights. So that's keeping harvest progressing, but steady at the same time. We haven't had any issues thus far with labor, which has been great. We've been hearing some growers shift over to mechanical in the southern region of the state. But up here in the central and, and further north, they're still mainly hand harvesting. At this point, our total fresh volume estimate remains at 55 million pounds. Process is still too early to tell, although it has been less this year so far. But we don't have a adjusted estimate for our processed volume as of yet. Um, and that's what I have to report out of California. Well, thanks so much to our busy growers who take time to participate in these reports. As a reminder, you can go to the new USHBC website where you'll find our Data and Insight Center to see more data about what's happening in our blueberry industry. We have added a lot more features to this dashboard, including USDA shipping price movement, retail category performance, Nielsen monthly retail sales report, and much, much more. So make sure you go there, ushbc.org forward slash data to check that out. For our next highlight from our first 100 episodes, we're going to hear from the chair of the USI Bush Blueberry Council, Shelly Hartman, who cast her vision for the future for blueberries after she succeeded Chris Barnhill as chair last year. It is important to remember that through unity, that's where we achieve the greatest successes. When we start, you know, tearing each other down is going to be the downfall. So we have to stay positive 
We have to stay unified. We have to be willing to listen to one another and respect other people's opinion that may be different of ours. We have to be open to listening to those ideas and opinions. And then together, unified, come up with a plan. And again, I'm going back to the strategic plan because, you know, all of the people that were involved in putting the strategic plan together, I think we have a good balance of all of those things that created the foundation for that. So I think we're in the moving in the right direction to continue the unity, to continue encouragement, and just keep the doors of communication open with growers and leaders in our industry. I think our purpose kind of spells it out. We believe that the industry working together will make blueberries the world's favorite everyday berry and the number one berry in the sales volume and premium value. And then what I really like is we exist to lead demand driving programs based on shared resources, research, insights that inspire possibilities and sustain the profitability growth of the blueberry industry. To me, that just is like a home run where not only are we inspiring possibilities, we're improving channels of development by all of the different marketing programs that we're implementing and getting involved with, not to mention bringing on Leslie Wadawa as our Senior Director of Health and Nutrition. How exciting is that? Of course, then we're going to also focus on growing USA exports and leading the global market development. We're going to do all that together, though, unified as an industry to obtain these goals. And I think we really need to encourage, you know, grower participation. This is a growers program. They need to be involved and they need to be up to speed on the strategic plan and the direction that this organization is going. I really have looked at the program and the position, and I think that what would be called for um, at this time and something that we'll be working on over the next year is really taking a look at the leadership and then, you know, the leadership that we have coming up, that we keep the momentum going and that we have the right people on the right committees and the committees are the right size to be able to move forward with decisions. And that, you know, when people are getting retirement age or they're moving on in their life, that we have a strong industry leader in that second position that'll jump right in and not miss a beat so that we can continue on our course with the strategic plan. So that's something that I hope that you and I will be able to spend some time on and bring in maybe some professional opinions on that so that we can get it structured accurately for the size of the industry that we have. So I only see it getting better for growers. And I'm so excited to be able to say that. I really enjoy working with Shelly and we're so lucky to have her leading the way here for our industry. As we move forward into the next 100 episodes for this podcast, we will continue to tweak things to try to make this show as valuable as possible for you, our listeners, and for our industry. For this, we're going to be asking for your feedback on this podcast and a short listener survey that we will be distributing in the coming weeks. When you see that or hear about it, please just take a few minutes to fill that out. It is really important to us and your feedback uh, will be considered. As we receive that feedback from you, it will be directly applied to our future episodes. So be on the lookout for that survey. One change that we are already implementing is what has traditionally been our marketing boost. At this point in the program, but now we'll be known as the Blueberry Boost. 
And it will include not just marketing information, but other relevant industry news and resources as well. So now for your first Blueberry Boost, here is USHBC Vice President of Engagement and Education, Amanda Griffin. Thanks, Casey. This week for our Blueberry Boost, we're showcasing the Blueberry Summit taking place this fall in Nashville, October 5th through 7th. We will kick off on Wednesday, October 5th with a reception plus meet and greet with exhibitors. And then the next two days will be jam-packed full of meetings and keynote sessions. While the content will be relevant and informative, you won't want to miss a single keynote session as they're centered around meal functions and the blueberry inspiration on those menus will be a highlight of the week. Plus, you won't want to miss the thought leaders we'll recognize during the NABC Awards ceremony. And we'll be taking the group out on the town for the NABC and USHBC reception and dinner on Thursday night. Being in Nashville, one can only assume we will have live music in the lineup for that evening. Did I mention the Grand Ole Opry show on Friday, October 7th? This optional event is the perfect evening activity, especially if you find yourself in the Music City for the first time. We will cap off the week with the Food Service Innovations Tour around Nashville, where we will take a sneak peek into local restaurants, chat with their chefs on their blueberry innovations, and taste a few of their very own creations. In short, you won't want to miss this signature blueberry experience. So make sure to secure your seat today. Visit us at blueberryevents.org for more details and to register now. You will also find more information on how to connect with our passionate Blueberry community through the exhibitor and sponsor opportunities. This has been your very first Blueberry Boost. Now, Casey, back to you. Thanks, Amanda. I'm excited to include more marketing and industry-related information on this Blueberry Boost as we move forward. We'll finish up the highlights from our first 100 episodes with a clip that I know I reflect on often, as I'm sure a lot of you longtime listeners do as well. This is Tom Alfanellis talking about our goal as an industry to delight our consumers each and every time. Realistically, most of the time, if I had to take a look at what are the goals, it's how do we continually build a culture of delighting our customers every single time? Now, I know that may sound a little bit odd, but realistically, those of us in the blueberry business, we're in the food business. And we need to recognize that we as farmers, what we're nourishing and what we're growing, what we're so proud of is quality blueberries that are going to have to delight our customers consistently be successful. For those that are packing and handling the fruit, that same diligence and helping them understand that culture of what takes place. And for those at the packing houses that are packing and placing the clamshells to make sure that we get all those pieces right with cold chain and that detail, we're all intricately involved in this aspect of how do we deliver to the consumer, the housewives, the children, the families of the United States and across the world, a product that they're delighted every single time. And so that culture build, both within operations and even with the mindset of, of our investment team is critical because that's what will drive the long-term success of this business. That regardless of who it is, they've got to be delighted by what they're eating and what they're receiving and what a blessing to be a part of this industry. I want to, again, thank Tom, Shelley, and Denny for their leadership and being a part of our first 100 episodes and to all of our guests for being a part of the success of this podcast. I believe this podcast continues to provide a weekly reminder that we are better together, working with a united focus on delighting those consumers each and every time. 
That's what it'll take to continue the legacy of success that this industry has enjoyed and to reach our vision of becoming the world's favorite fruit. That's it for episode 101. 101 is just incredible. Over the century mark, and we're still barely scratching the surface of interesting and exciting stories to tell from the world of blueberries. We've got a lot of great content in store for you in the coming episodes, so I hope each and every one of you are subscribed and ready for what the future holds. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with more innovation, collaboration, family, and hard work right here on The Business of Blueberries. Blueberries.